0: Hi. This week on the AI and Sales Podcast, I speak to Ido Bornstein-Hakouen, Hakohen, is the CEO of Converse Social. Now, Converse Social is an interesting AI platform that's used to aggregate different messages from different sources so that you as a company can increase your customer service and communication. I talked to Ido about what's changed over the last 20 years, how brands are using the technology to actually get their message or connection out into the market, but also, as we look at the changes in the last 20 years, how is communication changing? One of the things Ido talks about, which I think is fascinating, is how we are going from multi-channel communication back to unit-channel conversations. Communication, that's a fascinating subject we touch on. Also, we're going to talk about how we use AI to make service seamless on both the agent side and the brand side. Lastly, we're going to get into some case studies on how Converse Social's platform can help you increase revenue, reduce costs, and increase customer satisfaction. Let's jump into the interview right now.
1: So, you know, I've been in the uh, customer engagement space for quite a few years, you know, almost uh, 20 years already. And, you know, CRM, uh, live chat, and uh, hold you know several senior positions in you know some of the big companies s a p life person i always always have been passionate about the space you know always have been passionate about how people communicate with brands and how to make it uh, simpler and more efficient and you know more delightful yeah. and that's that's what eventually led me to at uh, converse social.
0: So in, before we jump into what Converse Social is, you know, give me your take. And this is such a broad question. So I'm going to just throw it out there. It's like, you know, okay. 20 years <laughs> worth of experience, man. It's, you know, tell me what you're seeing. I mean, the changes over the last 20 years,
1: just incredible. Incredible, man. Incredible. And, you know, a lot of those changes are actually driven through technology. So many of the things that we're able to do today, we just were not able to do like 15, 20 years ago. Right. right. I mean, we, we all walk around with... Uh, our mobile phones, and it seems so natural, and it seems like we've had it forever. But you know, it's only in the past few years that we actually started using, you know, mobile phones. Yes, my kids don't know a world without a mobile phone. <laughs> but but you know, for us, uh, it used to be pretty challenging. You know, if you wanted to get something out of anything, if you wanted to, uh, you know, to buy something, you had to go into a store. You know, if you wanted to get customer service, you had to either go physically to the place where you wanted to get the service. You remember those days? I do remember those days. I,
0: I also yep. remember, because uh, maybe I'm just a little older than you, but running out of the house without a phone. Oh, for you sure, know, man.
1: You know what I also remember? I remember that, you you know, if you had um, you know, if you had set up to meet somebody, mm-hmm. you actually had to be on the spot, on time, you know, and you couldn't just text them or call them. Right. Nobody calls anymore today. So you couldn't just text them. Right. And, yeah. and that's, you know, that's really changing the way that we uh, the way that we do things.
0: Well, I think so, I think that's a, that's an interesting touch point right there. Let let's kind of use that as a segue because you know there there's broadcasting, then there's narrow casting. When you look at messaging, it's more like narrow casting, right? I think that's why we came up with emojis to make sure people understood our sentiments. So, you know, conversational talk to me a little bit about your company and how you're leveraging this new medium where people just want to communicate, you know, the quickest possible on text. I don't want to talk to a human. Talk to me about that and your company.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So you know, a, a company, you know, uh, got started when, when social, uh, social media, you know, kind of entered the world. And the idea was, uh, you know, people are interacting, you know, with their friends, you know, they're going to also interact with brands uh, brands are there. So they need to have some way of providing uh, good, you know, customer service and communication. They need to be able to connect, you know, with, with their consumers, Right. And since then, you know, social and the whole idea of social has really evolved and it, it, it changed, especially in the last, you know, five years or so, since uh, uh, 2014, 15, 16, right? Mm-hmm. It started in the Far East with, you know, WeChat, an app that basically contains, like, has everything in it, mm-hmm. from, you know, buying things to communicating with brands to, like, websites, almost like websites or, like, mini stores of, of specific uh, companies. And it also came into, you know, uh, North America. And we started seeing it. And it also, you know, came to EMEA as well. And today, when we think about how do we communicate, it's mostly private. You know, I'm sure that, like, if if some of your listeners are from EMEA, I'm sure they're using WhatsApp because you can't avoid using WhatsApp, you know, if you're in in Germany or in the UK. And, you know, if you're in North America, there's a good chance that, uh, you know, you might, uh, you might have bought your iPhone just because you wanted to have a blue bubble rather than a green bubble, right? <laughs> and you wanted to participate in a group text, Correct. right? So those things are really driving a lot of how we're, you know, working and interacting today. And it starts, it always starts, you know, my experience shows that it always starts with, you know, consumers. You know, we start by changing our behaviors when we interact with one another, friends, family, but eventually it also infiltrates the brands. And then, right. you know, companies start doing the same thing. So if, you know, so when you think about Converse social, right, we have a platform for customer service and customer communication over messaging. Right. We utilize, we have an agent desktop. So if you have a contact center and you've got people in the contact center that are replying to people who are sending them things over, over messaging, WhatsApp, uh, you know, Apple Business Chat, Facebook Messenger, Instagram Direct, and, you know, uh, Twitter direct, and, and so on, all of those, you know, channels that we use to communicate between one another, our system actually collects those, routes them to the relevant people within the, uh, the contact center with the right priority. In addition to that, you know, we have an automated component, which is why, you know, why you and I are speaking, which basically enables us to take all of that communication and makes it make it much more seamless, both on the agent side, but also on the consumer side. You know, in many cases, as consumers, we're very privy to, you know, the whole idea of like automation on the consumer side. But there's a lot of impacts, you know, for, you know, AI and automation on the brand side as well. If you're looking to collect some information from somebody, you don't have to ask them like, what's your name, what's your address? You can send them an automated process that actually collects all of that information puts it into the system seamlessly, and makes everything much simpler and easier to
0: use. So, you know, one of the things I read on your, your website, and if you're listening to this, you should go to the website, ConverseSocial.com, is that you really hit on, at least some of your articles hit on moving from omni-channel to unit-channel. Oh,
1: yeah. That's, yep. that's,
0: you know, talk to me a little bit about that. Put some, put, some, put some spin on that so people really understand what you're trying to communicate, because that's a shift in thinking, I thought.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, you know, it, it's amazing how, you know, the world kind of re- evol- evolves and revolves, right? And when you think about it, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, there or, you know, around that time, there was mostly one channel that you would use to communicate with brands. It was the phone, mm-hmm. right? We all, you know, we knew like we would search for the phone number of uh, the company that we would know, wanted to get service from. We would call it. We would wait online right? And and so on. So, you know, the idea of like focusing on one channel is not a new idea, but what ended up happening is because so many channels channels opened up, right? You know, companies started like implementing all of those channels, right? but they they did not go deep in any of them. So you had this, you know, shallow way of like supporting people, right? But they really couldn't really get a lot of support, right? And at the end of the day, the only thing that you would do is you would, you know, send them back to the phone, which is the worst experience ever. You know, if I'm, if I'm waiting on hold, and then I realize that I can, instead of, you know, waiting on hold, and instead of, you know, speaking to you over the phone, I can actually go into a messaging app and have a conversation with you. But, you know, the first thing that you tell me, you collect all of the information, and then you send me back to the phone, that just doesn't make sense. Correct right? Yep. It's actually a horrible customer experience. You know, you, you you come, you you go into messaging with that, you know, great promise. Uh, and then you realize that it's only sending you back to the same place that you tried to run away from.
0: You know, it, it's interesting if you think about it, you know, everything's cyclical in life, right? You start out with a single channel, it's called the phone. Then we create all these different channels. People talk about multi-touch, multi-points, really touching the customer, but they always then jam you right back to the phone. That's even ironic right there. I was reading a book. It's called, I think it's a great book. Uh, several years ago it was called uh, effortless experience where they talk about the customer, what is it? The customer effort score or something like that. In other words, how much effort does it take for me to resolve a problem? And the Amazing. goal is to reduce the effort. Customers don't want to be wowed. They just want you to do re- reduce the
1: effort in what it I takes. Put, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Exactly. Right. And that's, and I think that's a shift that we're seeing. Right. There was a time where everybody tried to delight and everybody tried to wow their customers. But, you know, it's not sustainable. So the idea is really focus on messaging. Don't send people back to the phone. And, you know, and, you know, and the way that you do that is by going deep. And going deep means that you integrate into backend systems. And suddenly, you know, that that idea of effortless experience. Think about the best customer experience that you've had. You didn't have to speak with anybody, right? Mm -hmm. You went through a process seamlessly. You understood, you felt in control. You understood exactly what you need to do. If you wanted, you know, nobody was telling you like, this is a service call. No, this is a sales call. Now you want to buy something? Let me transfer you to our sales department. If, you know, you switched in between the two seamlessly because that's how we are as humans. And the only way to do that is if you really focus on a channel and you go deep, whether it be, you know, iMessage or Apple business chat. Right. Which is like growing exponentially, whether it be, you know, Google with uh, Google business messaging, whether it be Facebook Messenger, like some of the experiences we have in Facebook Messenger are absolutely amazing. You know, booking an appointment, you know, going like you, you you thinking like and and that also, by the way, connects the online and the offline, which is also a trend that we've been seeing, you know, in, in our space. Like there's still brick and mortar stores. How do you connect the two together? How do you do it in an automated way? When do you have to involve humans? When do you not need to involve humans? When can you leverage you know, sentiment analysis, machine learning, NLP to actually you know, drive all of that communication in a, in a simple, seamless way? So if there's one thing that ConverSocial you know, exists for and our main purpose in life is to make you know brand communications and custom communications simpler that's what we're here for
0: it's the bottom line and so you let's 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 talk about the machine learning the sentiment analysis and all these things that you apply or bring if i'm a small company medium sized company and i'm out there how could i use you you know you know who who do you serve in other words who would be who would benefit the most from your products and then what would it take me as a small medium sized business or even a large enterprise corporation to use your product? What does that take? So who do you serve? What does it take to implement this stuff?
1: Perfect. So, you know, actually most of our customers are, you know, enterprise brands. Okay. And, and we do have, you know, quite a few um, mid-sized businesses and small businesses. And, but, the, but the idea is really, you know, how do you connect? Think about those channels. It's almost like, you know, connecting two things together. Right. So on one hand side, you have your consumers who are communicating with you through a specific channel. You have to open the channel. You have to configure that channel. Right. And on the other hand, you know, you've got either an automated uh, service. Right. Which we sometimes call, call bots or, you know, chatbots and and, you know, a human or a bunch of humans on the on the brand side. What we do is we, configure, we start by configuring the two together. It's pretty straightforward, you know, matching ideas, IDs, and then, you know, you, you're off and you can, you, you can get started. On top of that, we build automated experiences, right? So what we do usually is we look at, you know, what are the things that people are actually talking to you about? We call them intents, and we look at the main intents that you have. What are, why are people calling you? If, 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 you know, the main channel that you're using today is phone or email. Why are people sending you emails and why are people calling you? Then we try or we automate those processes. We say, mm-hmm. okay, you know what? Most people, you're a retail company. Most people are calling you because they want to know where their order is. So delivery notification. Lo and behold, you've already created some sort of a process within your mobile app that nobody downloads because mobile app penetration is at around 6%. Right. right. Interesting. That, that that actually enables people to see where their package is at, but they don't know about it, right? So mm-hmm. you take that process that you've already created. You already have the APIs into the delivery system. You connect it to the process that we have on those messaging apps. You put it in a prominent place, you know, within the website. By the way, it could be. It doesn't have to be in a contact us place. Everybody tries to shove everything into contact us, but we've seen that if you have like. If you're trying to design something and you have tiles of you know different furniture or different shirts and stuff, if you put something in the middle, it actually is going to create a much higher level of engagement. Right? Interesting. It Good UX it, design. You get you got it. Exactly. Right? So you think about you know, taking those services and those APIs that you've already created, connecting them to the messaging channel and enabling people within the messaging channels without ever leaving iMessage. It's like you know, you're texting with your friends right to get all of the service that they that uh, that they need so that's how usually how we get started we get started by analyzing you know the intents what are people talking to you about why are they calling you in most cases you know most companies have some data around that and that's by the way where you know the human side of our business actually helps the automation side of our business right because in many cases if it's already a customer of ours then we know why people are calling them and we know uh, why people are chatting to them. And we know the customer satisfaction, and we know we, we can see spikes. So a lot of it is around the data. So it's not only about you know, solving things re- real time, but it's really solving things in, on a, from a longer term, longer term perspective, right? Mm-hmm. We take that, we build it into the product in an automated way, we keep on monitoring that. But those that we have not set up, we, we, we actually connect connect those messages to the the human teams that are available, right? And then based on the data that we have, based on, you know, the, um, the processing of the natural language, based on what people are saying, we're able to route them to the relevant people, whether it be an automated process or a human, you know, we're able to prioritize them in the right way. If you're in an airport and your flight is going to be leaving in 30 minutes and now it's delayed, and you need to book a new flight so that you'll be able to catch your connection, then we need to put you in a much higher priority. The nice thing about it is that we have the data to enable us to do that without asking you know, a ton of questions. And again, it goes back to making it simple on you, the consumer, right? right. So how do, we, how do we take down like, all of the um, loops and hoops that you have to go through you know, in order for you to get great customer service? And the nice thing about it, Victor, is that it actually helps the brands as well because it reduces cost and because it increases customer satisfaction. So everybody, you know, everybody enjoys it.
0: It's a win-win. On your website, I, I looked at a couple of your case studies. One that was really interesting, speaking of reducing costs, cause let's talk money, cause it's all about also driving down costs if not increasing revenue. Uh, I think the company's called Volaris which is an airline company and on there you have the cost to serve dropped by 83% because as you know, in the airline business, margins are razor thin. And so anything you can do. So, so, you know, give, give me, walk me through what you did for them, because I think the listeners would love to see, you know, hear a tangible example of how to apply this to a business, especially within margins.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So first of all, you know, Volaris is a domestic airline out of Mexico. They're the number one domestic airline in Mexico these days. They they've even surpassed Aeromexico. Right? Wow. So they they're seeing, you know, phenomenal growth, big. big, amazing, really amazing uh, amazing company. And, and, you know, part of the way that we, you know, that I came, up, we came up with the whole idea of, you know, going deep in one channel is a result of what we've seen with Volaris. Right, so when we started working with Volaris, they had multiple channels, you know, a lot of their volume, like 80% of their volume, was you know, on the phone, they had email, they had live chat, they had you know a little bit of social, a little bit of messaging. And the work that we did with them was really to get them focused, right? And they started by getting focused on Facebook Messenger, right? And then when, you know, being that they're a Mexican company, you know, and that WhatsApp is very, you know, the penetration of WhatsApp in, in uh, Latin America and specifically in Mexico is very high. When WhatsApp uh, was, was released in a beta form, uh, we also you know added WhatsApp uh, support to them as, uh, as well. Interesting. The, how, so how do we take, you know, how do we take cost down? How do we take, you know, the, uh, the effort down, right? There's, there's now, now we're getting, a bit, you know, one layer deeper right? Messaging is an asynchronous form of communication. That means that there's no idle times for people in a call center. Put even aside, you know, automation for a second. We'll talk about automation in a second uh, with Polaris and so on. But, you know, you you just think about, you know, you're an airline, you need somebody's passport number. What would be your response? Let me just go get it. You know, give me five minutes, I'll go get it. You know, that person stays on hold. It's like right. you're putting them on hold. Right. You know, they're sitting in a call center. They're being measured by how long does it take them to resolve your issue. You know, they now need to wait. You know, for five, ten, eight minutes until you, you know, you find your passport and you can give them uh, uh, your number. Right. So eliminating that cuts, you know, a, a, the vast majority of the time. Why? Why am I saying eliminating that? Think about, you know, the way that you send, you know, iMessage messages or WhatsApp messages or Facebook message, Messenger messages. You get the, you know, receipt notification, you get the read notification. You don't have to answer it right away. Right. Right? If you answer it like an hour later or two hours later, it's, it's yeah. all fine. You know, this is part of how we interact. Yeah. And, well, bottom line, and, you
0: can actually serve more customers quicker. Instead of waiting five to eight minutes while they get their passport numbers, you're maybe on to the next one or serving somebody else.
1: Exactly. So think about it like a, an assembly line, where you get the customers in. You know, you, you respond. You take it out of your queue. You know, they get the answer. They respond. It goes into the queue. But what we're doing is we know how to match people back with the same with the same person who responded to them initially. That creates you know much stronger relationships with the with the brand. Like you feel like, oh, I know him. You know, I just spoke with him. You know, five minutes ago, and now I have you know the answer for the question that he asked for. So, you know, we've seen, redu- you know, very high reduction in, uh, in, in cost to serve and increase in customer satisfaction. Increase, they measure NPS. So we saw, you know, a very high increase in, in NPS compared to phone and compared to uh, other airlines uh, that are providing the same uh, level of customer care.
0: Yeah, you see, if you look at the website, you'll see it. You get a beautiful graph where you show the shift within the call volume how it's dropped and moved over to messaging more and, and then the it, amount of
1: time saved. And, and, and you know, I, just fresh out of the oven, we have a, like a new uh, image that actually shows out of the, that increasing messaging, how much of it is actually handled through automation. Interesting. And you see that a big piece of it is actually handled by automation. So, you know, it's actually like there's no, there's no people who, are, who actually have to handle m- many of those uh, and you know, service calls or uh, yeah. sales calls. It's, it's, you it's know? really interesting because it,
0: it is counterintuitive in the sense that we get off the phone and we deal with one messaging, and they're happier. If you kind of think about, it, it's counterintuitive, but it works and in today's world.
1: It does, it does. And I'll tell you what. You know, first of all, you know, some of the uh, some of the generations, that like the younger generations today, like they don't want to speak with people. They don't want to pick up the phone and call. I remember that I saw a study. By the way, it was like. Uh, about six years ago already, uh, where they uh, surveyed the millennials and they asked them, like, what do you use your phone for? And calling was actually number <laughs> six on
0: <in> the list. <laughs> That's funny. We're, we're getting old, my friend. We're, like, we're, we're catching up to the younger generation. So, so we can begin to wrap this up, Edo, because I know you're a busy guy. Um, you know, talk to me about, you know, where Converse Social is going. Where is the industry going? Give me a two, three-year, you know, prognostication. Where are we going, man?
1: Wow. So I think we're we're going to uh, continue seeing you know simplification of customer interaction. I think you know first of all from an automation perspective, uh, like uh, we're going to see a lot of um, automated processes that are actually helping humans, at least in the last, in the next like two to three years. After that, you know maybe we'll have like sensors that would enable us to communicate even beyond verbally, and and you know and, and you know just kind of do things that go beyond our verbal communication. Like we we switch from, you think about like the evolution of our communication, we kind of switch from voice to text to maybe, you know, we'll Telepathy, telepathy. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it's telepathy so much or if if it's, uh, you know, brainwaves. I've seen a few researchers uh, lately where actually, you know, you can uh, communicate through brainwaves without without even speaking. That's longer term. But I think eventually, when we think about communication and we think about simplifying communication, like what's simpler than just thinking about something and, right. it, and it happens? I think right? I
0: think the I think the layer that lays lies between, let's say, where we're at today with messaging and uh, we'll just say brainwaves, is is prediction, right? Being able to predict and anticipate before the customer actually verbalizes or says they need
1: it. And you know what? We didn't talk about it today, but that's like a big piece of the way that we think things. You know, the more proactive you are the more you can anticipate and data enables you to anticipate and, and go, you know, and basically, you know, solve some of these problems without them even telling you that they have a problem. Right. Gotcha. There's nothing better than that. So I think, you know, in the next few years, we're going to see more proactive approach by brands. We're going to see more integrations into backend systems that that's a little bit technical, but that would enable us to like do things beginning to end. Right. We're going to see an, a you know substantial increase in the like reach media right so what are we sharing how are we sharing right you want to book a premium seat on a flight right and instead of giving you the flight you know the the seat number you will actually see an image like you're seeing it on websites today right you'll be able to click on it and you'll be able to go through Use Apple Pay to pay for it, and you'll be able to, or any other payment uh, service that you have. So it's going to be click, 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 done, right? So the level of simplicity is going to increase. The level of, uh, you know, proactiveness based on data is going to increase. And, you know, hopefully the, the level of delight is going to increase as well. I think we're also going to finally see the convergence of sales and service. The, the technology that is messaging is actually enabling that because we don't have to switch. The bot doesn't care if it's, you know, if you're trying to buy something or if you're trying to get customer service. You don't have to be transferred to a new bot, right? That's right. That's, to-
0: it's very interesting. That's a very interesting perspective. We'll we'll leave it on that. We'll have to pick up the next one on maybe on, on conversations about data storage. You know, how do you begin to prepare all this stuff? you know okay. and grow you because that's it is another topic but on that note Ido, thank you very much for your time i appreciate it
1: victor appreciate it this was, it's been a pleasure thank you
0: hi i'm victor antonio i'm an author sales trainer and keynote speaker i'm often asked what makes a great speaker